Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Beware of the bob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. Right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a splotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. All right, so now that I laid it all on the table. So we got to get this done so you can eat. So I can eat. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you ever get the yeah. feeling in your life that everybody that you're like close with, um, whenever you need to speak with them, you put on that face of wincing, like whenever they're about to tell you something, like you're just expecting them to say something like shitty. Uh, everybody in your life? Well, I'm just going to say the majority <laughs> of the people that I'm close to in my life, I find, I was having this conversation today, whether it's family or girlfriend or whoever, I just feel like I'm always, they're always unloading their, sh they're always about to unload their shit. Okay. Like you're just sitting there and you're like, why is this my fault? You know? I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like there's a bunch of people in my life. I'm just like, uh, you know, like I just know that if I tell them, like if I just come in the room, I know it's going to be like, why didn't this happen? Why didn't you do this? It's like, um, well, I feel like that I have that relationship with a lot of people that I'm close to. And partly because I'm very, sen you know, I'm overly sensitive, but also because I think I'm just, I think because I'm an asshole, I attract other assholes. Okay. That's what I got to say about that. All right. Sounds good. Speaking of assholes, uh, how are you feeling about uh, Deshaun Jackson saying that the, <laughs> Jews, that the Jews are behind uh, all the uh, hatred towards black people in America? Well, first of all, I love the fact that you said speaking of assholes and you left a nice silent pause. And if I could go through the Rolodex of people that were popping in my brain... Um, I wasn't going to guess the Sean Jackson, but I don't think he would have been too far away. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I saw that he's like, look, I don't hate Jewish people. I don't, you know, like you're misinterpreting it. It's like, no, you pretty much put out something pretty horrible. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, it's a tough thing because, you know, now you have all these people who are like, well, why isn't everybody killing him? And they're kind of right. But at the same time. Because there's not a national debate right now about that subject the way there is with Black Lives Matter. But that doesn't make it that okay that he posted that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, basically his statement was, I didn't really know what I was posting. I just saw, like, some black stuff. That's basically what he said. Um, and he <laughs> you know, didn't realize, like... That it was from Hitler and all this stuff, and uh, I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. I, I feel like he's going to be cut. Yeah, you know. Let, know. Let's start with this, though. Do you believe? Because I, I kind of believe that. That doesn't make it okay. I mean, he's yeah, in, exactly. he's in his like mid thirties. Uh, you know, you're not just some kid anymore. You can't just or early at least early thirties. He's been around for a while. Can't just like start citing shit like racial shit without knowing the base of it 
Um, so this is his statement. It's, he says, I post a lot of things that are sent to me. I do not have hatred towards anyone. I really didn't realize what the passage was saying. <laughs> what the passage was saying. Hitler has caused terrible pain to the Jewish people, like the pain that American, African Americans have suffered. We should be together fighting anti-Semitism and racism. This was a mistake to post, and I truly apologize for posting it, and sorry if it had hurt anyone I caused. He's, uh, he's a wreck. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you just, like, just keep posting stuff that, you know, people send to you, and no, you don't even, like, read it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's probably in the majority rather than the minority of people yeah. that do that. Uh, I mean, it's almost the same, too. Like, you know the people, and you know these on, on uh, you know, social media that see, like, a headline and they post it, but then the actual story is, like, something uh, totally different than what they were intending to post. Right. Um, that's kind of, like, what it is. People are so so quick to get something out so uh, they can look important or you know you know have sitting the people think that they have something to say right uh, I don't know but yeah anyway, he's a wreck he is um, and then in other football news uh, Pat Mahomes getting a deal yeah uh, 10 years they posted a thing online that said that Peyton Manning, I don't know if you saw this, but in their careers, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning combined have not made the amount of money that this contract's worth. Um, okay. Well, I mean... Crazy. He's already better than the second person you mentioned. Um, so I don't, you know... He's already had a better career than the second person you mentioned, so I'm not no problem with that. The first person's tough, though, but we'll see. Uh, so what is? The, what do you think? <laughs> this, okay, great. What do you think this does for uh, your boy? It's trouble. Yeah. It's troublesome because he wanted. He said he wanted Mahomes' money. They needed to sign him before Mahomes got his contract. Um, I don't know. I I don't have a lot of faith in it. Any, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter because they're 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 damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Unless Andy Dalton somehow turns out to be really good, which is let's be honest, that's not going to happen. They're they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't because if they pay him, I mean they can franchise him another year, but he's going to probably cause problems then. But if they fran- if they pay him, then they're going to have so much money, like tied up in like five players, which is what they always do. That, yeah, I know. that everybody else in the team is going to be like nobody. Fortunately, Cowboys have been able to draft well the last couple of years. So the problem is they don't make good personnel moves after the draft. So uh, it's probably not good. Um, and then if they don't sign them, they don't have a franchise quarterback. That's why you had to do something while, Zach, while Dak was making the minimum. But they didn't because they're dumb. So that's what I say. Um, do you have any notes? I do. Um, I have actually a bunch of them. I have a couple of things. I, I've watched a few things. Cool. Since we last, uh, okay. 
you go, but I just wanted to say I was watching. I was going through HBO Max yesterday just to see what movies are on there. Rub it in. And uh, they have the blob on there. Yeah. The 1958. And so, like, I put it on, and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then uh, the opening comes on, and I didn't realize this. It It was the weirdest thing. The Blob has a theme song. Oh. Like, in the beginning of the movie, like, the opening credits, there's this crazy theme song, and I wasn't going to play the clip, uh, but it's, like, it's pretty funny. Like, you should be like, I don't know, you should check I'll it out. I'll look it up. Maybe it'll yeah. be our theme song this week. You can, you, you, can, you can YouTube it as the Blob theme song. Right. And, uh, yeah. okay. it's pretty It's pretty funny. But, uh... Yeah, I'll let you uh, start the notes and then... Oh, no, no, that's fine. Uh, I don't really have... I mean, my notes are all pretty stupid. Um, I th- by now, I'm sure everybody heard about the Alabama COVID parties. Uh, yeah. But I wrote that I wrote that down a while ago as I was like, that's going to be a good note. And then, you know, it kind of became a national story, so it's kind of not really a note anymore as much as it's... Um, my only other COVID stuff, or my only other political stuff, or whatever you want to call all that stuff, was I don't know if you saw Tucker Carlson, Cucker Cucker Tarlson last night, um, and he I read went, about this. I didn't see it though. Yeah, and she responded to uh, what's her name? God, I have to like look up everybody's names. Um, but he essentially said that this senator from Illinois is un-American. Tammy Duckworth. Tammy Duckworth. Yeah, she's un-American. Because um, she said that she's okay with having a converse. She said, they asked her what she thought about tearing down the statue of George Washington. She said, I think we should listen listen to people and have a conversation about it. Not saying we should do it. Just saying we should have, you know, that's like the mature answer to just about anything. You know? Like, even, even if Deshaun Jackson said, hey, I think I'm going to post this anti-Semitic message. You know, probably the mature answer to your viewer's friend would be like, well, let's sit down and talk about it. Here's the pros and cons of that. One, uh, the biggest pro is maybe you'll get some other people who don't really realize what you're writing to like you. Here's the biggest con. It was written by Hitler. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's basically what she's she said. And then Cucker Tarlson went after her, and he was like, and he said that she's not American, and... He's like, I know we're not supposed to say anything about her and all this stuff. And she just said, I dared tuck, you know, she had served in the military for 23 years and got her. Yeah, she won a purple heart. Her legs got blown off in a helicopter attack. I mean, she's a badass. And it made me think because he was like, her response to him is like, I'd like to see him walk a mile in my legs. And that was a pretty cool response, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she and you know she just she said you know she basically said like to say I'm an un-American I dare him to walk a, a mile in my life and I started has thinking she, has he responded to that no his show's on tonight so I'm sure it's great for him because people are gonna want to hear you know like that's the purpose of his show right to get yeah. idiots like us to talk it like to even think about it because we would never pay attention and then now we're gonna be paying attention he but. The thing that that she's like on the short list for the right. uh, vice president. 
But the thing that gets me about people like him and people like Trump who are like really into these monuments and very much against um, against uh, like kneeling for the national anthem is, and again, I don't want to turn this into a political uh, podcast, but it's just, it's very obvious. I just want to point out the very obvious fact that... Good, because we're really bad at that. I know. <laughs> but I want to point out the obvious fact that he's, they're, they're, they're so against you kneeling because they say it's disrespectful to the military but this guy goes on tv last night and is i mean i I think it's probably way more disrespectful to call somebody who served 23 years in the military un-american than it is to kneel at the flat you know yeah like how can you make a whole season's worth of arguments against something and then immediately turn around and do it 10 times worse and same with trump when he like you know he went after the family with a with the guy with the son who died got a purple heart he went after McCain said I don't like my prisoners my my soldiers to be captured so what are you doing that you're so why are you so worried about disrespecting military and then going around and and I just don't I mean I know it's very obvious but I don't understand people don't see that it just makes me insane anyway um that being said his his niece's book is coming out Trump and yeah I know I can't wait well, I don't know. Like, I, I was, I just read this, this thing. It said like eight things that'll shock you about the book, you know. Like, and I was like, ooh, all right, Cliff Notes, and they weren't like that. They weren't like that great. But I'll tell you one I thought was great was his Christmas presents to her. Uh, one year, one year he gave her um like a gold shoe with filled with hard candy, and she was like, ah, oh, thanks. And she was walking into like the kitchen with it and she passed by him and he goes hey what you got there she's like this is what you gave me for christmas and then like the next year she got like a gift basket that was obviously re-gifted yeah. because there was things taken out of it and then one year he got her a 12 dollar <laughs> pair of underwear <laughs> i just thought it was great i just thought it was great just hearing like something like that you know, it's exactly what I imagine. There's going to be a book that comes out after he's done with presidency. That's going to be... Oh, there's like going to be book. hundreds. You're just going to be a library of them. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, no, they're they're all going to be... I mean, no, I can't wait. I can't wait for the one that just, like, goes deep into, like, what he was doing in the White House, which we want to see. I want to hear about all that shit. Oh, I, I don't... I, I Okay. Um... Here's my other notes. There's a there's a uh, new um, trailer for uh, GoGo's documentary coming out on August first. It looks really good. Yeah, I saw it. It's gonna be good. Um, I also another trailer I wanted to talk about was the. Do you see the Tax Collector trailer? No. For Shia Shia LaBeouf. No, I haven't seen it. It's gonna be interesting. He basically that guy's like uh, David Ayer. Not a very good director. Oh, interesting. What else did he do? He's done. Uh, well, the only good one he did was that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie that was like filmed on like the digital cameras. Uh, the Nightcrawler. Movie. That movie's great. No, not Nightcrawler. Oh. Um, End of Watch. Oh yeah, I like them. Yeah, End of Watch is great. And Michael Pena. Yeah. So he did. David Ayer did. Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh. Um, he did Fury. I didn't see like Fury. Um, Brad Pitt. You didn't see Fury? I didn't see P- Fury. Um, 
he did Bright on Netflix. Yeah, I never saw Bright either. He did Sabotage. That's just one of the worst movies of all time. You know, we should do Sabotage as like a, a watchable. Okay, I don't even know what Sabotage is. It's the action movie with Schwarzenegger where they blow up the money. Nope, don't know. It's one of the worst things, worst plots. It's it's great. We have to watch that. Maybe, okay. we, maybe we'll do that. Um, so he directed pretty much that. He's done a bunch of music videos, LCD sound system. Uh, he did like uh, Machine Gun Kelly video. But movies he did, Street Kings, End of Watch, Sabotage, Fury, Suicide Squad, Bright, uh, Bright 2, I guess he's doing. He's in Tax Collector. And he okay. did Deputy, the TV show. I think I liked Street Kings. I don't remember. No, I don't think I don't, even, I don't even know if I saw that. It's got Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've seen it. All right. But Sabotage is the best. Well, this new one looks interesting. You know, uh, Shia LaBeouf plays this tatted up um, essay fucking like badass who's like the guy that goes around and makes sure that everybody in the neighborhood pays their, you know, pays the gangs their their tolls to run their business. But he wants to get out of it. G-Bones, he wants to get out of the business. Shocking. There's already controversy around this movie because they say that they browned him up. Yeah, I saw that. More Latino. Um, Attack dogs. Yeah, that's uh, that's happening in my front my front patio. Mm. Um, Let me see what that is. uh, I'll have to watch this trailer, but I'm not too. uh, Yeah, you don't have high hopes. I don't have my Is this done? Is this coming out in the theater or what's going on here? What's that? Is this coming out in the theater? I think so, yeah. George Lopez is in it. Yeah. I look kind of good. All right, I'll check it out. Um, all right. Well, um, the next thing I was going to bring up was. Um, did you see the last big show that was supposed to happen this weekend? It's too bad. It got canceled down in Texas. There was a big one last concert that refused yeah, to go I, down. I know, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the Vanilla Ice show? Yeah. And Vanilla Ice was like, we're going to party like it's in the, like it's the 1990s when there was no COVID. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. What a wreck. Well, then he immediately And then, said, and then he said something like, I didn't realize it was yeah. that bad. He said that like an hour later. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, tickets were going for 25, 25 bucks and VIP was 300 and VIP was sold out. Was there two, two VIP tickets? I don't know. Yo, VIP. Um, I told you about the Gremlins 2 oral history. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's on Consequence of Sound. It's always a good time to read about the insanity that was Gremlins 2. That'd be something to go over. Um, and the last thing I think I've got is, um, there was, a, an interesting story about in Portland, there was a, a black stripper strike. And what happened was, um, one of the strip joints was like, Hey, we're not making any money. So we're going to start this service where we 
send strippers to deliver food from our strip club. And they'll come like, you pay a service charge and they'll come half, you know, half dressed. And the black women were upset because they were only promoting white women. And their excuse was that they're a rock and roll club. So the black employees went on strike. And I just thought, well, that just kind of sums up 2020, if anything else. So that's my notes. All right. So, um, my notes. I saw a couple. I saw. I just finished the documentary on uh, Hulu called Once Were Brothers. It was it's about the band, which I thought was pretty good. Okay. Um, Robbie Robertson. Um, definitely uh, recommend that. Uh, I finished, or I saw Irresistible. Did you end up watching that or no? No. So I saw the John Stewart movie. I thought it was okay. It has a really good kind of uh, spin at the end, which I liked. I liked the ending. But the movie was just kind of like not very – it's kind of forgettable. Um, it was resistible? It was, Yeah, it was resistible. Um, and then the thing that I loved, I just finished the four-episode documentary on uh, – on uh, Bobby Kennedy on Netflix. Uh, it's called Bobby Kennedy uh, for President. And the amount of footage that they have, like, was amazing. They have all these, like, videos of him, like, going to poor regions. Like, he went down to the Mississippi Delta when he was a senator in New York and, like, to visit, like, the poor poverty. Uh, stricken people uh, down there and like they have all this footage of him like going around talking to people and like they, they basically say in the documentary that he probably would have been if he got elected president he would have been the most popular like the popular vote uh, most popular president of all time and you're like eh, I don't know about that but then you watch all these videos and everywhere this guy goes, like, there was just tons and tons of people, like, trying to shake his hand. And, like, he would go on these, like, motorcades and people would try to pull him off the motor, like, the car. It was kind of, like, scary a little bit. Um, if you're, like, a guy just coming to say, hey, and everyone's grabbing at you. Um, it was just nonstop chaos. Like, if you were, if you were a Secret Service person back then, you had your work cut out for you um yeah i guess so you're right it was uh when you watch this you're just like dude what the fuck like how do they control anything you can't control this amount of people um just the amount of things that has a lot to do with civil rights and how he you know was against vietnam because you know he's like why are we sending people over there you know to try to like you know, help people when we, all of our people in America are struggling and like, can't even like feed their kids. Um, so there's a lot of like friction between him and, um, the president and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. I definitely recommend you watching it and you like that political shit. So you'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, I just put it down to watch it cause you've mentioned it earlier. Yeah, I loved it. That's great. Um, 
and then when they do the whole court thing with the guy who uh, who supposedly shot him, um, his lawyers like were just kind of like, "This is like a huge media day for us," um, and all they cared about, they're like, "This guy's gonna plead guilty." I just want to see if they could just take the death penalty off. So they didn't do any. They didn't do any research or anything. They just like thought that they were just going to get out of this whole thing, and then finally the judge was like, "Now we're going to trial," and they were like all unprepared to like do their case, so they fucked it all up, which was really interesting. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. Great. I figured, I figured we'd lead in documentary to documentary. Yeah, it's. Um... Let's talk about this. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is um, I'll, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is the documentary that's currently airing, um, a documentary series, it's a six-part series on HBO, Sunday nights. Um, and um, it's weaving together. It's a, it's about the, goal, uh, the Golden State Killer, which did you know anything about the Golden State Killer? Not until he got caught. So I didn't know anything about this guy. Never heard of him before he got caught. The only thing I really know about him is how he got caught. And so all of this is new information to me. So I'm just sitting there like, whoa, about everything. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard. I didn't hear anything about it either. I didn't know he was. So right now we're in his before he became a killer. He just the end of this episode was I mean, this isn't there's, there's no plot. So we're not giving any spoilers or anything. But this first two episodes basically more focused on him as a um rapist. He's a rapist because he was known as the East, uh, Southeast, or the East Area Rapist or something. Yeah. And um, up in Sacramento. And I was talking to somebody who just told me they were moving to Sacramento. And I said, don't, do, like, you ever been there? I was like, no. All I know is that bad things happen in Sacramento. <laughs> and, but but uh, then I was like, you know, it's not fair to say. But then I realized that the only time you hear about Sacramento is probably when bad things happen. So you only assume that bad things happen. Uh, meanwhile, while this is all happening, um, they're Great. also... 50 women. What's that? 50 women. Yeah. Great. Uh, and, and while this is happening, they're also... the the They're, they're focusing on this woman, uh, Michelle McNamara, who recently passed away, um, who was married to Patton Oswald, and she was a podcaster and a, an internet detective about this case and was breaking a lot of the stuff about it and so while we're learning about this we're also learning about her life and stuff and um you know um you know how she passed away cancer now um i don't know i think she i'm pretty sure she she died of an accidental overdose while writing her book and that's why they start foreshadowing a lot of the things about how she's up all night working on this thing. So, like, you know, yeah. this remember that we were talking about the don't fuck with cats. That's what I keep going back to, right? Yeah, it's like it's this whole thing, like how all these people just find each other online and they like have this common interest, and all of a sudden they're like fucking solving cases. I mean, they never really solved it before she passed away but um apparently she like had all this you know information that like helped 
um, catch the guy. So, so you're into this. I mean, I think it's a little repetitive. Interesting. Okay. So, so far, but I like it. Um, I'm interested to see where this whole cufflinks thing goes. Um, yes. You know, I like. I, you know, I'm into. We're into. Right now, we're watching a couple of detective things. Right. And I'm looking into these detective things. I yeah. So, so Sunday nights on HBO, you got this and Perry Mason, right? Um, I'm in on Perry Mason now. Like now we've done three episodes. The first one, I didn't understand anything. I still don't understand things, but I like it more. I appreciate your tutorial on what's going on. It really did help. Um, but, um, yeah, he's become a little more likable in the last couple episodes. That's made it easier as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, good Sunday nights, but I get, you know, to get spooked on some shit. Yeah. Like, I get spooked on this I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I think it's creepy as hell. Yeah, the whole... Uh, I wrote this down. There was, like, the girl who was doing the piano, and then all of a sudden he's, like, standing there. Yeah. Uh, how about the whole... They opened this last episode with the woman being hypnotized. Dude. That, that was freaky. Thank you, thank you. So I paused it, and I said that, and... My girlfriend was like, why? Why was that creepy? I was like, are you serious? Did you hear that woman's voice? That was freaky. And she's like, you never heard anyone hypnotized? I'm like, no. And I don't want to again. What are your thoughts on hypnotism? Because in this fucking band documentary, yeah. they were playing like their first concert as like the band after they broke up with uh, or broke it off with Bob Dylan. And so the main Robbie Robertson was like so sick. He had like 103 temperature. He was throwing up, doing all this shit. And they're like, you know what? Let's bring a hypnotist on. So they brought this hypnotist guy, and he basically hypnotizes him and says, "You don't have a fever. Your stomach's fine. Uh, if you, and I'm going to be on stage with you. So if you ever uh, and he gave him a code word." If you ever, um, you know, start feeling sad, just look at me and I'll do the code word and you'll feel better. Or not sad, but if you feel sick. Um, and he like was like, "Oh, this works. I don't feel I don't feel sick. I'm good." Hmm. And then this woman's like hypnotized and like is recounting all this shit. And I don't know. I don't believe in it, but I don't understand. Well, uh, I believe I believe in it. I guess if you like are open to being hypnotized, I guess to be hypnotized is that the whole thing? Yeah. So, like, I just go back to the Howard Stern stuff when they hypnotized, like Ronnie and Sal. I'm a turtle. Yeah. Um. I. I you, you didn't. You didn't buy that. You thought that was all shtick. Yeah. Oh. Okay. See, I believe it. Um. No, I think, I think it works. My is gone. <laughs> um. But yes, that was a freaky way. Going back to the girl on the piano. Um. I mean, I I'll be honest. I'm scared to death to get hypnotized. If you to go back to your question, um, because I do believe in it, and I think it would be, I I don't like it. I don't like giving up control like that. So I get scared as hell. But I think it works. Um. 
But going back to that girl playing the piano, I just want to make one note about her. So she was like 15 and she was home alone on a Friday night after they just had like a big town council meeting because like 13 women had been assaulted in the area. It's bad parenting. I just want to say. Well, you know, well, how crazy was when they were talking to, uh, when they were talking about it, like, you know, when this all was going on, everyone was freaking out. So they like double locked their doors and all this shit. And he like, he would case the place. And then all of a sudden he would just like, know the way to get in. Well, it's super freaky when they go down to the river and they show where he was like hanging out to see everything. And it makes so much sense, right? Like that he was just casing from these like long fields where you couldn't see him. You could just sit there and study. Yeah. It's just so freaking crazy because it's like you couldn't stop that. Um, it is, it, what else is really cool is they, they show a lot of footage from like town meetings and, and different like, like local commercials and stuff of the time to try to prevent, you know, to help with safety. And it's some of the worst suggestions ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll tell you, they're interviewing a lot of the women that were sexually assaulted and there's some brave ass women and, you know, like some tough, some tough women, the way that they're talking about it. I watched this while I was finishing the, the, uh, Epstein documentary and like these women, I mean, it's, it happened to them 30 years ago, but they're, you know, you, you know, the, you know, you look at the Epstein victims and they're like, it's still fresh. It's still killing them. And these people, they're just like, yeah, so he raped me. And you're like, wow, you are tough. Like, there's this one woman, she was just tough, and her husband was sitting there. That was my, that was the thing that killed me, the husband sitting there, because he couldn't do anything, and having to hear about it, and, like, his face, and how uncomfortable he was. And she was like, I was like, that's a tough woman right there. Um. Anyway. It's a- and the fact that, that when they they talked about the times a little bit now all the husbands uh were uh were ashamed and they like just didn't even want to talk about well sure i mean you think about it when you've made a sacred oath of marriage that you're going to be with that person for the rest of your life and then somebody comes and takes that from you it's really if you have to think about it it's probably a really horrible thing to have to deal with um but I uh, I don't know. It's a it's a good show though. I I like it a lot. I like it actually. I, I really am I'm happy with my set with my HBO Sunday nights right now. Yeah, compelling stuff. Um, so moving from that to some more compelling stuff, I guess we'll we will we'll review Hamilton, and then we'll get to the the big event of the weekend. Um. So we we talked about this because we watched it together. Um, so what were your thoughts on Hamilton, the TV version? Uh, I mean, I like seeing the whole cast the, the uh, original cast. Cause, uh, when we saw it in the uh, theater, it was, you know, the traveling show and of course it's a great show, but it's just, uh, it's just, uh, weird to see it on video for me. Um, uh, I don't know. So that's, I mean, I, you get all the emotional feels like you did at the, uh, when you're in the theater, but you don't get the energy that the crowd is like there and they're psyched to see this. And like a lot of them have listened to the, that haven't seen the show, have listened to all the soundtrack and know like what's coming and the, 
everyone kind of just is like game for it's a good time. It's a great call. You're right. That's a good way to put it. It's you get the emotion, but you don't get the energy. It's a good way to put it. I I I go back to the 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 bar when they're planning the revolution and when you're staying in the theater you feel like you're kind of in that bar helping plan the revolution like you're just there you feel like you're seated there whereas on tv you feel like you're watching it um but uh i like the close-up shots see the emotion because wherever you were sitting wasn't close enough to see the emotion that the characters had and you're right the actors are are me like the guy playing burr is like the best yeah um, I guess I heard today he was on like a State Farm commercial or something. That's where you would best know him before this. Um, so there, you know, there's, I mean, there's not much that everybody, I mean, people have been talking about it nonstop. People have been talking about how they don't like seeing slave owners played by black people, you know, black people, you know, this whole thing. And they want to cancel Hamilton. But I think that more important than statues are seeing like if you really had a problem with George Washington I think it means so much then to see a black person playing George Washington I think that's powerful you know if you thought that he was a racist to know that in his in his like life the his his um legacy well part of it will go down that, that he was played by a black man on and the most popular you know Broadway show ever I think it's. I think that that says a lot more than any monument tearing down a monument could. To me, you know. Um, and I'm not getting into the monuments because that shit's a mess. Um, but um, yeah. Um, the girl played Alexandra. She was great. Yes. Yeah. She's on that show, Zoe's Infinite Playlist or whatever uh-huh. that show's called. It's kind of cool that these people all, you know. At, you know, or have their new careers now after this, and it's cool to see. Like, I was like, you know, David D. Diggs, even though he's not in anything I watch, I feel like he's been in my life for three years, and I didn't really know why because I never saw him in this. And let's be honest, like, that role of Lafayette and Jefferson's a pretty freaking great role. So, but he nails it, you know. And then King George is played by the guy from Mindhunter. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I've watched it one and a half times. I've thought about putting it on again because I really just, the music, I, I haven't stopped singing like in my head, the songs since we saw it. I don't sing them out loud, but I, I can't, I, they just, they run through my head cause I think the music's so good. It's interesting cause I, I, um, I was so curious what my parents were going to think. Did you ask your parents if they, have they seen it yet today? Uh, I haven't asked them. Uh, my mom saw it in the uh, in the theater. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to ask my dad. My dad's not going to give a shit. <laughs> so my like my family used to go to a Broadway show every at least. Well, when I was younger, we used to go once a year, and then when I moved to New York, my parents used to come in like at least twice, maybe couple times a year to come see a show like it was like they love you know we still not that we're original for this but we were a family that loved going to broadway you know and so they they wanted to see this so bad especially because my my dad has studied hamilton um 
he read that book inside and out and everything and he's like you know he taught political science so this is like all up his this i mean everything about this and i was so curious what you know what he specifically was going to think and he's you know this is this is typical of my parents where i asked my mom she's like oh yeah he liked it yeah we liked it just fine i just didn't think that you know he didn't think that this happened or blah 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 and then it was very vague what she was saying and it didn't it didn't match up and uh, uh but she's like but it was good and then he gets on the phone and she's like well she fell asleep 45 minutes into it so she doesn't understand anything because she she missed half of it which is typical of my parents you know my dad's not gonna miss a, a second but he was he picked up every every storyline they were throwing out and he was like it was cool to have this conversation with him because he was like going through different facts with me about it. And he was like, I can't believe they said this and he said that. And I just think he was saying, uh, you know, it's just as someone who tried to teach some of this stuff, it's so great that there's a there's a way that for people to connect to it, you know, that you're learning while you're watching this. And, he, you know, he was just so amazed that you could put that, you know, just like the rest of us, how you put together all that much history into songs and dance like that. Um, but I said, so what did you think of the music? And he said, I thought it was really good because it was, um, it, it was well represented for the time that of this period in time. And I thought that was a joke, but he said, there's so much piano and that was a big period of piano music. And so a lot of the songs have a lot of piano. I was like, oh, okay. That's a, I didn't know that. That's a cool fact. So anyway, I realized when I watched it this time, I watched it thinking the entire time, what are my parents going to think about this rather than am I enjoying this, you know? Yeah. Do you ever do that? Like when you're watching something and you think, how is somebody I know going to receive this more than you're receiving it yourself? Or is that not something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. Like if I watch something, I'm like, who do I think is going to like this? Or who do I think is going to hate this? That's a little more positive. See, here, here, see, that's a good way to look at it. See, I'll go to a movie and I'll be like, Oh, G's gonna like this. I, I have to hate it. <laughs> um, you have it on tape now. It's true. The rumors are true. Um, just want you to know that uh, I've I've been sitting here staring at the Blob theme song on YouTube. Like the there's a ten hour version of the song. I'm not opposed to a ten hour version of it. All right. Um, Last thing we were talking about. I mean, unless you got anything more about Hamilton. Well, just as a heads up, when you do the plot, you have to like kind of fast forward a little bit. Okay. Well, it's instrumental, but once you get to the lyrics, you're going to crack up. Well, as we started just talking about Hamilton, I'm like, that probably should be the song, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, you can put the Hamilton song. Sure. I don't care. But I think we already, you know, we already discussed Hamilton once when we saw it on this podcast. I mean, I think we've seen the pot, seen the show since the podcast if I remember correctly yeah like that'd be, that'd be back in the early episodes that we saw it uh, for those of you following along if you ever want to go into our archives they're all located on iTunes and Stitcher by the way Stitcher is going to get bought by Sirius did you see that? no yeah Sirius is buying Stitcher apparently um podcasts they're becoming part of one or two different uh, groups of, you know, monopolized companies. It's going to be interesting. Um, all right. 
Speaking of monopolizing, let's talk about the people monopolizing hot dogs in the greater Coney Island area. Every July 4th, this is our jam. Yeah, little, little, uh, not as climactic as normal. Little underwhelming. Um, yes. Why didn't they just have the same amount of people? Because I guess the room. I know, book? but you could get a bigger room. I don't know. If you're doing it inside, get but, in a. But okay, but that requires more product. That requires more cameras, more people. Like, my okay. So this is the hot dog eating contest. It's every Fourth of July. Um, they usually have what ten contestants on each. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like no, it's more than ten, but uh, it's a lot. And they usually have like them lined up at the table. They're dunk. I mean, you probably everybody's probably seen it. They're dunking their hot dogs and their buns and whatever it is that their flavored water or their water or whatever. And there's someone behind them with a little clipboard turning over numbers as they finish them. Those people were eliminated, sort of. Yeah. Um. Then instead, let me just let me just say before go, we talk, the women's. Uh, hot dog eating contest there were like two women out of the five that were in it that had eaten only two or three hot dogs within the first three minutes yeah and I was like why are these people in it well I think obviously they won a contest or something to be in it but they're not the one woman was like going so slow I'm like how did this woman get a freaking how does this woman do this well I think that uh, there are some travel problems for people because usually it's not all people from New York. Um, and they were saying some people couldn't make it because of travel restrictions. So, like, there was supposed to be a big contestant from Arizona who couldn't make it because of COVID. Well, you, fucking uh, New, York Matt Stone. New yeah, York's Matt not letting Stone people is. in from out of from states with problems. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they are. We have to quarantine for 14 days. So, you think about it. Where are the most people who eat a lot of hot dogs going to be from? Probably problematic yeah. states. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, it's kind of bullshit. So, you know, to get in, like, both the male and female records got broken. Yeah. Um, freaking 75 dogs. The over-under was 72 and a half. Um, and he, he's the all-time uh, champion. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But he's like the all-time sports champion leader right now. He's had, thir- what, 12, 13 titles? Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't see that graphic? I, I, uh, I, I didn't see the number. No. I, I, didn't, I heard him say it. They have him like with Bill Russell and shit. He's like got more titles. It's <laughs> like ridiculous. Well, that guy who runs it, first of all, he's he's got Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, and that was hard to watch because I like that guy. He brings a good energy. He's actually pretty good at, with his raps. With the guy that is only in it to do the raps in the beginning. Like he's not a real contestant. That guy. The, the heavyset black guy. Yeah, he's never he's never come in like he's never no. come close. Badlands, that's his name. Um, he just has like a shit little rap show he puts on, and 
he and the guy that runs it, like they did a video this year that was actually pretty good. Um, but that guy wanted Chestnut to break the record so bad he was just screaming behind him. It was like, you know, it was like when somebody's just pushing for something a little too hard that you're like, hey, take it easy. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, like when you're out there, you have all the freaking fans like screaming and shit. He had to like compensate and it was a little too much, but yeah. But like, do you want, like, this is my problem. This is what we're going to run into with real sports coming up. Like everything that's happening is happening in a smaller scale. So it's got kind of an asterisk to it, right? So do you want like your old time record to be happening during a pandemic? (laughs) I mean, I don't know why I'm even having this conversation. It's so ridiculous. But, like, I think you kind of want it to happen when it's, like, a legit thing. Um, you know, you don't want to go to the highlight reel and be in, like, the Elks the Elks Club of Coney Island basement or wherever they shot that thing. Yeah. Um, it, was 70, it was 72... 72 degrees inside. <laughs> well, then I said to you, you couldn't pay me to be there's not enough money in the world to pay I, I well I asked you this question I said how much would they have to pay you to be one of the people standing behind the hot dog eaters right now and you said you'd do it for free yeah I'd love it I thought to me that is just you might as well go ahead and just check yourself in for a test for any kind of um disease because oh, yeah. it's just germs and hot dogs and like food flying at you Disgusting. Um, yeah, it's it's gross, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to get in the mix. See what's up. I'd like to. I feel like if I joined the hot dog eating contest, I'd be that like woman that had two in three minutes. See, I have the opposite feeling. I watch it. I think I could do this. I, I feel like I, once I got to seven dogs, we were talking about this at work. I feel like once I got to like seven dogs and buns, I'd probably be done. I'd hit a wall. You think so? You want to try it? We can do it. I kind of do. How many, see how many we're going to eat. I mean, we can't do it while we're socially distancing, but I, I'm i interested. Yeah. I, I think in 10 minutes... I, I think I could probably, I, let me see. Now, am I crazy for thinking that I can do this? Like, I think I could take down at least 20. In uh, 10 minutes? In 10 minutes, yeah. I don't think you could take down 20 in 10 minutes. All right, we'll have to figure this out. I mean, I, I think I think I'm being safe by saying 20. I'm like heavier than you, and I can't even, fuck, I wouldn't be able to do 10, 20 in 10 minutes. It's not about that. Um, all right. Well, given that I've been, I'm, I still can't even like exercise. Like, it's probably not a good idea that I do anything that unhealthy right away. But I'm curious. I want to kind of do it. Whenever we can get together and do it, we're going to do it. Sounds good. I'm in. Um, yeah. I mean, how if there were no buns, how many do you think you could take? With no buns? Yeah. Oh, I could definitely do 20 of no yeah. buns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, um, I, I don't know exactly, but definitely over 20. Um, 
Oh, my brother just sent me an invitation to go meet Vince Young for a virtual event. Great. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's an event for, through the Rose Bowl. Because they're celebrating the Rose Bowl victory over USC in 2006. Um, all right, well, I guess that that... Wait, that, the Rose 2006? Yeah. That's when the Rose Bowl started? No, that's when the... I was about to say, I'm like, no. it seems weird. No, it's when Texas beat USC. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Um, like, something was wrong about that quote. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, the first episode of that almost famous oral history podcast is, uh... Starts oh yeah, so we haven't talked about. I mean, I, mean, I got to tell you, so you sent me that. I have, I've, I mean, I'd known about this for a while because I subscribed to that podcast. Um, the guy that that does it is an author that I well, he does he puts together oral histories. He did that live from Saturday Night book. Uh, he did the ESPN book and he did the agents, the CAA, and all the, their their book. Um, and he's done a podcast called Origins. Um, he's done a several seasons of it. And I've been listening. I've listened to all but the last one because the last one was on Sex in the City. And I just kind of didn't care about it. Um, but uh, let me see. What were the other ones they did? Uh, James, yeah, Jim, Jim Miller. Um he did as, uh, his podcast did Saturday Night Live, um, which was a good one. Uh, God, I gotta remember the other ones that I'm look, looking it up as we speak. I'm trying to fill the time. Um, what were the other seasons? Uh, almost famous is this one. Hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never listened to this. Saturday Night Live I mean, is I know four. Alabama was oh that's right Alabama the University of Alabama their football program that was an interesting one that wasn't as good uh, before that what did he do oh pardon the interruption he did a podcast about how pardon the interruption became and the one that got me hooked on it, it was the first season he did on curb your enthusiasm and he had and he had oh, everybody, yeah. he had everybody that's for right. curb enthusiasm. I remember uh Memory did that. Um, I never listened to it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, always, got, you said that got picked up for a new season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen for a while. No. And Let, I'm, Larry yeah, I'm sure I'll be very much um, based on what's going on now, though, and it'll be good. Um, the problem with him, with, the, with his podcast, is like all the seasons are only like three episodes long. Um, Season two was about ESPN. It's not about just part of the interruption. One episode was part of the interruption. One was on Sports Center. One was on all the different stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I can't wait. I didn't know that starts tomorrow. That's great. That's awesome. Um, cool. We also have a lot of movies coming out, right? That's what you're saying next week. Yeah, we got. Uh, what's the name of the Tom Hanks movie? Underground or something. You're close. Uh, I just closed that window. Um, um, Tom Hanks World War Two movie. Yeah. Uh, Greyhound. The Greyhound. What did I say? Underground. Yeah, it's not bad. 
that's the ground. Um, and then we got the Lonely Island movie, which you is... You keep calling the Lonely Island movie. It's called Palm Springs. Palm Springs, sorry. It's not their movie. Know. It's, well, I mean, it is their movie, but okay. It's their movie. It's not like, uh, but it's not like them. It's not the Lonely Island's not in it. Right. Well, they, they're directing it and they wrote it, so. Um, and then, what was, and the, oh, the, uh, the Old Guard on Netflix. It's an action movie with Charlie's, our girl, Charlie right. Sharon. You know, I almost forgot to do this with you. I, 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 and I was going to ask you to do this before, but I'll, I'll see if we want to save this for another time. Um, Rolling Stone published uh, their, on, on June 29th, sent out their 20 best time travel movies of all time. Rolling Stone. Yep. I definitely want to I want to see that. Do you want me to start going through them with you at all? You want to do it now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We still got, I mean, we were kind of sure. short. I don't know, you said you had to eat. I know, but this is too good to give up because this, this is something you care quite a lot about. I like time travel stuff. I know you do. So I was thinking, should we do our own list? But I've seen this already, so I just want to get... It's going to be a lot of these, and a couple of these will definitely not be on ours. I'm going to ask you about three. Where... I'm obviously number one, but... What... What about Time Bandits? Where's that? Um, Let's go. Scrolling down. I don't remember seeing it. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, number 10. Number 10. Yeah, it's got to be on there. And then, uh, what was the other uh, time travel one? Uh, I can't remember. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll just give it to you real quick. Um, number 20, Donnie Darko. Okay. Um, 19, The Lake House. Peggy Sue got married. The Lake House. The Lake House. No, sorry. <laughs> this is why I couldn't hold off on doing it. I just needed that reaction. <laughs> All right. 18, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. What about Peggy Sue got married? Oh, well, we're not. I mean, we haven't gotten there yet. 17. Dude, why, yeah, why is Harry Potter on Austin there? Powers, the spy who shagged me. Did they go back in time in Prisoner? I have no memory. I don't know. Austin Powers, spy who shagged me. 16, The Navigator, a Medieval Odyssey. Dude, this this fucking list is terrible already. Oh, you're going to love it when you get You're going to love this. 15, Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. 14, that, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay, that should be on there. Yep. 13, Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. 12, Galaxy Quest. Was that really a time travel movie? No, they don't go back in time. Um... They get picked up by aliens. One of the central pieces of technology in the film is the Omega-13 device, which turns out to be a time machine, albeit not a particular flexible one. It sends the user 13 seconds into the past. It's bullshit. It's a technicality. Yeah, that's not it. They don't go back in time. 11, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's, that should be on there. 10, Time Bandits. 9. I love, I love Time Bandits. Star Trek Four: Voyage Home. Yeah, that should be on there. Yeah, I agree. Eight, Run Lola Run. That's not a time travel. I know, movie. it's just her reliving this. I love that. I totally forgot about that movie. I'd actually like to see that again. Yeah, that movie's great, but it's it's just uh, it's different scenarios. 
All right, we're getting it's going to start getting sticky here. Number seven, hot tub time machine. All right, so hot tub time <laughs> machine is great, but it shouldn't be seven. Great's tough. Great's a strong adjective for it. Number six, it's, it's good. It was very entertaining. You can move that way to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Uh, number six, Looper. Yeah, Looper was good. Looper's awesome. Okay, so as we get in the top five, get ready. Five, Primer. I know it. It's like a low-budget thing. In 2004, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, <clears throat> Back to the Future. Okay. There's three three movies that are better time travel movies than Back to the Future. Okay. So I'm waiting here. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Mr. Salzman here believes that Back to the Future is the greatest movie ever made. Uh, or it's a perfect movie, I'll say. Yeah, that's good. Number three, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. You can make the argument for that. Yeah, I think Terminator 2, Terminator is a time travel thing. Yeah. Sure, no, I mean, but I'm saying you can make the argument to put that ahead of Back to the Future. I like personally yeah. like Back to the Future more, but you could see that. Well, Terminator 2 is one of the best movie experiences I've ever had. So. Right, right, exactly. And I think most, yeah, right. Uh, two is a movie from 1962 called La Jetée. It's a gorgeous 28-minute okay. film told in montage of black and white still photographs and narrated in French. Sounds amazing. About a man 28 from 28 minutes. 28 minutes of black and white photos is more ambitious than Back to the Future. I don't mean man. I mean it's not just ambition. It's like pulling it off. But it's not number one. Number one, Groundhog Day. That's not a time travel movie. It's not a time travel movie. This list is terrible. <laughs> it was everything I hoped for. So that added to your, uh, you're okay to be hungry because of that? Yeah, it was totally worth it. Uh, I'm going to probably get yelled. Remember that right, thing? I, said, week, I get yelled at. Week, all the time, next this is why. Next week, I'm going to come up with uh, like my own 20 list of things that should have been on there for time travel. Okay. I like it. Well, that's why I was kind of hoping to spark the conversation with you because um, I knew that that would drive you nuts. I mean, it's kind of hard to not... I mean, if you're not putting Back to the Future 1, you're probably doing it to try to cause problems. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right. Well, we're definitely going to... Uh, to have our own list next week. I'm right. going to have my own. Okay. Good. I like the ambition. All right. All right. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. And I guess we're not working, so um, we can kind of do it earlier. <laughs> Sounds good. All right.